0: Their season's gonna end on a double doink. doink doink. Live in the entertainment capital of the world.
1: That's what you want to know. It's the TC Martin Show. Yeah, I don't know an idea. <laughs> Diagnosis. I had an idea, then uh, prognosis. I, I take this
0: f- serious. Osmosis. Was it funny? It wasn't. It wasn't funny. I wasn't laughing about it. Yeah, it's not funny. Nothing's funny. Don't you ever talk about me. Yeah, I that idea. That's the result you're going get. It's The Doctor, T.C. Martin. I don't go out there and laugh, laugh. The Doctor is now in. Glad to have you with us. Hour number two coming your way. T.C. Martin Show along with Ballpark VGK. Frank Chuck here on the other side of the glass. Of course, brought to you by the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas, our Friday home. No better place to be on a Friday than the Cosmopolitan. You can go anytime you want. The great food options, the gaming, entertainment, coming back slowly but surely at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. Hopefully we get back to some of those great shows at the Chelsea, which I love. Great place. Go uh, see the Cosmopolitan anytime, and see us every Friday from two to four p.m. Go visit our good friends at Freddy's Frozen Custard Steak Burgers, four locations throughout the valley as well too. So check that out, and of course, the William Hill mobile app—real easy for you to use. Use the promo code TC50 when you open a brand new account at William Hill. You deposit 50, they will match it with another 50. There you have it, the William Hill Mobile app. Great in-game wagering options as well. Check out our good friend RVD, Rob Van Den, who will be with us here in studio on Thursday, talking about his great company, RVD uh, CBD. Uh, got the promo code there as well too, for 21% off. Go to that website, check out everything for your CBD needs at RVD. and Promo code INSERT there for 21% off of any of those great products at TCRVD. All right, so busy time, busy
2: week, as always. A lot of initials there. I know. <laughs> Got through it, though, man. You know, a little tongue-tied once in a while, too. The initial read. You just you should just call that the initial read. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, yeah, it looks like fans will be coming back. We heard about the 20% out at the Speedway. I know one person not necessarily happy with the fans coming back because they doesn't think there's enough of them. And that is over at T-Mobile Arena, where they're mm. going to allow about fifteen percent in, so about twenty six hundred for mm. the Golden Knights games. I say twenty six hundred is better than zero. Some people still not happy about it. It's going to be
0: interesting to see how they handle that as well. Anytime you're dealing with a your rabid fan base where you your building is sold out every night, and I know that was, uh, you know, the big discussion back in Green Bay at Lambeau Field because you. There are no tickets that are on sale. Of course, secondary market, you can get it. And but the again, tickets that are sold they are not cheap. Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, you have you know people on waiting lists. And people have been, you know, it's a generational thing uh, there at Lambeau Field. And it's that way really now with the Golden Knights. Because you have 18,000 plus that are there. And the only way you can get a ticket, for the most part, is the, the secondary market. So how do you determine when you're dealing with a limited capacity? And we're talking about a slim you know, number of people that are going to get tickets. I mean, do the math. You know, fifteen percent of eighteen thousand that that roughly gives you around you yeah, know, it's about twenty six hundred. They said that they'll be allowing each game. How do you determine that's that's going to be? Is it going to be a lottery? And again, you know, how do they handle you know payment for that? And we've talked to season ticket holders before with the Golden Knights. We weren't happy w- the way that thing was handled last year. They always are asking for advance payment. So this is something that the Golden Knights really aren't commenting on right now. They said, okay, we will, uh, we will address this uh, as we get closer. But uh, beginning March 1st, and the first thing we're going to see with fans in the stands is the college basketball tournaments. We touched about that yesterday, that the Mount West said, well, now we're not going to have it. The Big West is moving here from Southern California uh, to Las Vegas this year. They said, we're not going to have fans. But I believe the WCC over at the Orleans is still playing on fans. And uh, we're not sure still about the Pac-12 at T-Mobile Arena.
2: Well, and the other thing, too, when you're talking about that, how do you determine how do you determine who gets the tickets? Is it a lottery? Is it just, all right, this group of season ticket holders, you're in group A, you're going on this night, then the next night, then this and that, so there's those things. And then also it's like, okay, well, your season seat may be here, but where are you actually sitting for these games? Because they still have to adhere to the social distancing and things like that. Are they going to let groups of two or four sit together next to each other and then distance them out that way? I can't imagine every seat's going to be six feet Part because you do come in groups and that, so but I'm sure that they've been working on all these things. But, um, like I say, there's going to be some fans coming in there, but I really think the Golden Knights were just kind of assuming or counting on anyhow that they were going to get the 20% that they asked for. They right. did not get that,
0: right? And we've seen that with other, you know, um, uh, events that people thought, hey, we're going to be opening up, like with a lot of the shows. Well, I town. think the
2: Speedway thought they were going to get more than right. 20%, be especially being an outdoor a- area,
0: right? All right, uh, we'll talk a little bit more uh, Golden Knights here momentarily. Uh, they had a big victory last night against Colorado, but want to get to the breaking news of the day. As we touched upon it last, last hour, and we continue to update the story of Tiger Woods being involved in a single car crash. He was driving his SUV outside of Los Angeles this morning in the neighborhood of uh, Rancho Palos Verdes. Uh, the accident happened about 7.15 this morning. The vehicle went off the road, went over the divider, rolled over numerous times. Airbags were deployed. Uh, The car looked like it was totaled. Uh, There were a couple different reports. The reports that we heard all morning long were the um, paramedics from the uh, Los Angeles County firefighters and paramedics needed the Jaws of Life tool to extract him from the vehicle. Now we're hearing reports that that was not used. There was an L.A. Times reporter that said that got information directly from, I guess, one of the paramedics said that Tiger was in excruciating pain, uh, yelling about his legs as uh, they had to remove him from the vehicle with the Jaws of Life through the windshield. And and that's the the reports
2: coming out now that they basically didn't need the Jaws of Life, but that they did remove the windshield.
0: Okay, so there you have it. And again, this is a developing story. Of course, this happened at 7.15 a.m. this morning. The news started to break uh, a few hours later. Again, still getting details on this. We do not want to speculate. But by the looks of it, it, it looks like he did drive off the side of the road. Very nice, pristine neighborhood. Uh, there where he was at in uh, Palos Verdes. Now, we understand that he was going to be doing a, a television shoot uh, this morning, I guess. And uh, we understand that the, the director saw Tiger Woods leave in a hurry, leaving from a hotel in that area. He was speeding, going a, a very fast speed, which makes sense of, you know, when you look at the pictures of how this car is, I mean, it, it basically is totaled rolled over numerous times, and again, deployed the airbags and everything. So he probably was going at a high rate of speed. Uh, more evidence, or rather, more news coming in now that no evidence of impairment. He is in the hospital, listed in stable condition. He was taken to the hospital early this morning. He was in surgery, suffered multiple leg injuries, and that's pretty much the latest news uh, that we have. But I don't know about you, Frank, when, when you heard this, for me, immediately, it took me back to those documentaries that I we just saw in the last couple months regarding Tiger Woods and bringing fresh back those stories of him being in not one but two previous you know uh, you know all automobile I don't want to say accidents one was an accident the one where he was driving out of his driveway in his own neighborhood going back to what, 2009 and you uh, know in Florida and then you go back to 2017 where he was arrested for driving under the influence of May of 2017. Uh, pain pills were involved. We believe alcohol was involved. And going back and looking at that old video where he basically couldn't say his name, he couldn't pass any of the sobriety tests, they took him you know, into the holding cell there, and it was definitely a look that people who saw those pictures can never get out of their head of seeing the iconic Tiger Woods a guy that you wouldn't think would be in that position. But again, for the better part of the last ten years, he has got himself in some trouble. This is not the time reform that I want to take and talk about what he's decided to do with that. But again, when you hear about a single car accident, it does bring back the memories of what we heard in two thousand and nine and twenty seventeen that you know, whether it was uh narcotic related, alcohol related, going at a high speed, just losing control of your vehicle. Again, we just saw him on national television on CBS on Sunday in an interview with Jim Jim Nance. We just played that interview last hour, uh, where he he looked fine. A lot of people now, will, of course, will do speculation of say, "Hey, how, you know, what was you know what was what was his mood at that time? How did he look? Did he look okay? Did he look depressed?" Of course, people will try to come to their own uh, conclusions. But what we got out of that was. He wasn't ready to come back and play golf, even though Jim Nance and the CBS crew were trying to press him to, you know, get him to commit to play for the Masters, which, of course, is aired on CBS as well, too. But uh, at this point in time, we know that yesterday he actually played golf with David Spade. And David Spade went on Twitter yesterday, showed a picture of Tiger and himself in the golf cart. And I'm paraphrasing here, but the tweet read something like, Hey, had a golf lesson with this guy. Uh, yeah, he's pretty good. You know, he knows what he's doing. And there are the two guys smiling. So we know that Jordan again made the appearance as the host slash MC at the Genesis Golf Tournament over the weekend. You know, there at the Riviera Country Club, and then so he stayed in the area. Was with David Spade yesterday and this morning. I guess he was doing a, a television interview up early in the morning. Lost control of his vehicle. Currently in the hospital in surgery.
2: Well, yeah, and again, there's still uh, so much to do, and this is still just the beginning of this investigation. Um, Where was he heading to? Why was he angry? Because that director said that, uh, you know, Tiger almost hit his his vehicle. And so what was he angry about? Was he angry about something going on there at that hotel and with that director and his people? Was he angry about a call or something that he got? Use the the
0: word agitated, right? Yeah, Yeah. Agitated, you
2: know. Um, uh, uh, Was he going, there was reports that he was going back towards the golf course so was he angry about some, or agitated about something that was happening there? What was the high rate of speed? How much was it? Was he going 10 over the speed limit? Was he going 85 and a 30? Was he? Was it reckless driving? The other thing that you know, nobody's brought up yet is it's like, and you don't want the insult to injury, it's like what kind of criminal charges could he be facing? That's reckless driving. That's other things. And this is a guy who's already got some marks against his driving record. So there's still so much to break apart here, but again, to me, the most important thing right now is how is he how is he going to be? The cars totaled, yeah. Uh, Tiger can do a car endorsement. They'll send him a fleet of cars that he can use for that. Mm-hmm. That's that's not even a concern. The jaws of life, was it used, was it not used? Doesn't matter. If he was in excruciating pain and they had to drag him out through the windshield, it was a pretty serious thing. You don't have to look any farther than the crash for that. But there's so much right now. We're, we're at the infancy of this story and what's breaking in that There's a lot more stuff that's going to be let out, that's going to be given out. And, you know, and there's probably, unfortunately, going to be some phony stories and things like that coming about it, too. So I'm curious to see how fast he was going. If there's not skid marks and stuff like that, if he just kind of hit the median and went over it and then he started flipping or something, we might never know. But they have pretty good scientific uh, things to uh, figure that kind of stuff out today. But like I say, there's a lot of unanswered questions. The number one question to me is, how is he doing? Is he gonna be okay? All right. Looking at that scene uh, today, I didn't really see any
0: any skid marks. The scenes that we saw, I mean they're pretty clear. I mean they had helicopter coverage, you know, looking at this, and again, it very, very upscale, nice area. Looked like there were there were two lanes on each side. Didn't look like again the road was, was obviously blocked off because the police were you know started their investigation, but it didn't look like a very high traffic or if I'm guessing, I'm thinking that it could have been a speed limit of around thirty five because it looked like it was in a residential area. Twenty five? Yeah, okay. So we're getting a twenty five, makes total sense. Yeah. And so I didn't see but I saw the officers out there and I saw them with tape measures and that sort of thing. And you really couldn't see many, many marks or many skid marks. He rolled up over a curb into the brush, and there were some trees. Luckily, he didn't look like he didn't hit any trees head on. But what I did notice was there was a sign up there that um, was talking about the the neighborhood community. And he tore up that sign. And that sign was uh, you know, up there and saying, you know, welcome, welcome to to this community there. Um, as he drove off the side of the road in the brush. Yeah, the Rolling Hills Estates. So he crashed into that sign. But, again, didn't look like a real busy road. Um, we don't know what happened, you know, if he was agitated. But we do come to the conclusion, more than likely, that he was traveling at a high rate of speed.
2: And, again, like I say, that you know, it, what is a high rate of speed in that area? Is a high rate of speed, you know, if you're 20 over the speed limit, that's a high rate of speed. Well, that's 55. He might do that all the time in those roads. Was he doing 85? It, it, was there curves in the road? Was it, like you said, it looks like not a high-traveled area. But, again, fortunately, thank God there was another car involved. Thank God there wasn't a jogger or a bicyclist or somebody out that morning getting in their morning run or their morning ride or something. I mean, there's so many other things that can go wrong that didn't go wrong in this instance. Tigerwood is injured, but it's not life-threatening, right. you know, so assigned to the neighborhood. In that neighborhood, I'm sure that they can get the HOA or something to build another sign. I don't think that's going to be a big problem. Like you mentioned, mm-hmm. there's some trees in that in the area. He didn't smash right up against one. Or into a light pole yeah. or something like that we've so, seen so, before. So, yeah. again, it, 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 as bad as it sounds right now, when we don't have any idea exactly how bad it is or how bad it isn't at this point, the bottom line is it could have been a lot worse.
0: Mm-hmm. There... Uh sheriffs right now, L.A. County firefighters, paramedics, and uh, police officers are now looking into uh see if he was using his cell phone. So they're looking at that, could be distracted there. So, again, as more and more information comes about, we will let you know. But uh, the L.A. Sheriff's Department now is saying Tiger Woods uh, did not attempt to use the brakes on the SUV. The vehicle hit the medium, crossed the opposite lanes of traffic, flipped over, wound up on its side. And those were the uh, the pictures that we saw this morning and that's well, why too. i
2: mentioned skid marks when you yeah. said it looked like there weren't any skid marks the first thing that thinks is okay so he hit that median or something that caused him to flip and he didn't even hit the brakes so yeah. he was going at the high rated speed <laughs> when he hit something again could that, that also could have made it worse out there and as far as was he on his cell phone tiger woods better have bluetooth <laughs>
1: right exactly I, and, right. and
2: i'm not trying to make light of the situation but if he was going a high rate of speed in a residential area on a cell phone
0: yeah Again, I'm sure. But, again, they have well, to look I, I, into again, all that stuff. Again, they look into you know, everything. But... Everything. Was there alcohol involved? Was there anything yeah. else? They're going to have to do a toxicolo- toxicology report. Yeah. Tox- they're gonna, you're going to have to go through all of that, oh, that yeah. sort of thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we'll the... be hearing more and more about this. Again, hopefully, like I said, we can you know, find out what is what is truth, what is rumors, and get to the bottom of this. Again, investigation You know, underway. And, again, let's throw this out there as well, too. And we touched upon it last hour just real quickly. Uh, for people that want to... Compare this to Kobe Bryant's death in that helicopter because it happened in the same vicinity, in Southern California, in a nice area. That does not mean that this is the same thing at all. It's a, Kobe Bryant was a helicopter crash where he perished. His daughter and several others did as well, too. And as that came to be, the negligence of a helicopter pilot, whether they should have You know, flown that morning or not. This is a one-car single, uh, you know, accident that 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 Tiger Woods basically lost control of his own vehicle. No deaths, uh, no evidence of impairment at this point in time. He is in stable condition at the hospital. But, again, let's don't go there. But if we are going to compare, again, rightfully so, because that's what came to my mind, like I just said, is that what happened to him in Florida in 2009 and then what happened in May of 2017. uh, Again, it's the same person. Uh, A vehicle is involved in all three cases here. Not a good sign to have. And these are the ones just
2: that we know about. There could be others that, you know, maybe he got pulled over and got let go. Oh, there's very likely a possibility that tiger woods has had incidents before we got pulled over or maybe he did hit a tree or a light post and i don't know if because he was tiger woods i mean we all know that uh you know certain people and you know depending on where you get stopped and how bad it is in that that there is some privilege that goes along with celebrity and things like that so yeah we know of three incidences i would be shocked if those were the only three that he's had behind the wheel.
0: All right, currently at the UCLA Med Center, uh, Tiger Woods, after his single-car crash. All right, let's move on, and we get to the Vegas Golden Knights. Very impressive performance. Last night as they went to Denver to take on the Colorado Avalanche, and let's face it, the Avalanche looked fantastic in the two games prior, this is the this was the fourth game of the four-game series between the Knights and the Avalanche. We talked about Saturday's game in Lake Tahoe, where the Avalanche won 3-2 to two in the longest game ever played. The first period played under sunlight. Then because of ice, poor ice conditions, they had to reconvene at 9 p.m. where uh, the Nathan McKinnon Show took over and, and the Avalanche, and we talked about it. Uh, you and I, Brian Salmon, who was there, The Avalanche looked like the speedier team. They looked like the fresher team. They looked like they wanted to take care of business, and they got the victory prior to that the Thursday night before at T-Mobile Arena against the Golden Knights. It looked like to me that the Knights were on a mission against the Avalanche in last night's game in Denver, that they wanted to come out and make a statement. They wanted to even up this series two games apiece, and they wanted to answer the bell from their last two losses they did that in resounding
2: fashion and winning three nothing. Well, I think not only were the Knights on a mission, Mark Andre Fleury single-handedly was saying we are not losing this game tonight. Mark Andre Fleury, I thought, was absolutely sensational. Uh, Vegas came out strong. Then Colorado got into a, a rhythm where they were getting some p- pressure and putting pressure on. Fleury was up to the challenge every time, making two, three, four stops in a single barrage. you know, doing everything flying all over the place, making acrobatic saves, smiling and laughing the whole time he's doing it, talking with his teammates, talking with the Colorado players. He's laughing and smiling and kind of, you know, giving them a stick tap or something, and they're turning around like, how the hell did that not go in? And then the second period... Alex Tuck gets rolling, he gets a goal, then he gets a second goal, then Marshall got a goal that, uh, and again, he was one-on-one, but it was one that I thought Grubauer should have saved, and every goalie gives up a, a, a soft goal here and there, but kind of right through the five hole. Once you saw them with that 3 nothing lead, the only question, I don't know about you, but for me watching the game, the only question at that point was, are they going to get the shutout for Flower? Because I didn't think there was any way they were going to lose that game. Colorado looks like a really great front runner. They don't look like they're that comfortable having to come from behind, which is a little bit strange to me with all the offensive firepower they have and everything. You would think that they might not be that, that uh, you know, freaked out or whatever, but maybe they just saw it in Vegas' eyes. I thought Vegas played with more desperation probably because they didn't want to lose three of the four games. So this way, okay, four games. Each team got four points. Let's move on and see where it goes from here. So I thought it was interesting from that aspect. But, yeah, I thought Flurry was incredible. The offense came, too, in the second period, and then they just clamped it down, and uh, it it was a great great display by the Vegas Golden Knights. And now we'll see what happens from this point on. I still think they're the two best teams in the division. I know when we talked with Brian yesterday that, you know, he mentioned St. Louis is right up there, too. I'm still not sold on them. I still think if they have one weakness, it might be goaltending in Colorado. And, again, Grubauer's been really good for them this year. But Marc-Andre Fleury, oh, by the way, he only got the second goalie star of the night, of course, in the NHL network, because there were three <laughs> shutouts last night there were, in the NHL. There <laughs> was, but
0: none bigger than last <laughs> night. And really, Marc-Andre Fleury was the star. He was the reason. 34 saves. And this game could have went the other way because he had some remarkable saves in the first period. I mean Colorado could have jumped on him two nothing very easily. Oh, he was a whirling
2: and, dervish. He was all over right, the place. Exactly.
0: And so this this is, you know, there are goalie performances and there are shutouts that okay, the goalie gets credit. This was one of those amazing performances where Marc Andre Fleury was getting peppered at the net repeatedly and he did it all. So those 34 saves, that could translate into, like, 48 saves. I mean, that's how spectacular it was
2: because— And he was having a blast doing it. Exactly. He was smiling and laughing and dancing and joking the whole time. And this is coming off two losses in a row for him.
0: You know, we mentioned you know, the other Thursday before at T-Mobile Arena, and then in Lake Tahoe as well. And he kind of took that a little bit personal. And again, you know, with Robin Leonard still injured, I mean, Flurry's got
2: to go the distance and has been. What's this now? What seven games in a row? Seven games in a row. Right. And, and now it looks like the speculation is that the next game, Oscar Dansk will get the start because mm-hmm. they got to rest Flurry at some point here. Mm-hmm. So it looks like Leonard is still. We we don't know exactly what's going on with Leonard when lower he's gonna body be back. Right? Uh, I thought they <laughs> upper said upper body. body. Could be. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thought it was upper body because of the speculation of the yeah. shoulder or something again, too. Yeah. But, but yeah, we don't know when Leonard's going to come back. But Fleury right now just looks like he's in his element. I don't know how he hasn't won the starting goaltender role again. But, again, that's up to Pete DeBoer. But he's taking this opportunity. He's making the most of it. And, you know, you mentioned, okay, they lost two games. It wasn't because of Fleury. They lost 3-2 to two and 3-2 to two to one of the best, most – offensively gifted teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Think of this though, too. The two games they won, he shut them out both times. He did. one nothing and 3 nothing. 64 mm-hmm. shutouts now for his career. Marc-Andre Fleury is playing as good as he did the inaugural season of this
0: team. It's very true. And you wonder, okay, is that because one of two reasons? Is it because he has you know was well rested prior to starting these seven games in a row or is it because he does have a chip on his shoulder I think it's more the latter of the two I think it's, it's a combination it, and, it, and it I is, think but and, I think really it's like okay hey these guys want to ride me out of town this new coach is coming in really not giving him the praise and not really giving him the opportunity that he he's gonna be you know the, he's the veteran he's gonna be the number two goaltender just wait a minute here and we know how flurry connects with the fans but here's what I really enjoyed I don't know about you but I have This is the first time, I think it was after the game uh, in Tahoe, even though the Golden Knights lost, that I heard Pierre DeBoer really kind of praise Marc-Andre Fleury. And I don't know what he said last night, because I didn't get a chance to see any of the postgame last night, but we usually don't see that, because we know that Fleury isn't DeBoer's guy. And if he's not his guy yet, then Pierre DeBoer better start speaking up, because not only is he the face of this franchise and has been from day one, but now he is proving it with
2: another shutout. And you're talking about three shutouts in, in the night's last uh, five games, right? I mean, Fleury is playing absolutely incredible right now. Uh, he's the reason that they have the record they have. Uh, the offense has still found difficulty in getting clicking. It was nice to see uh, Tuck get on board and get a couple goals in that game. I still think they need to get – Smith, Carlson, and Marshall, although Marshall did have a goal. But that's one other thing that I'll give Pete DeBoer credit for in this one. Last night, he knew that the offense wasn't rolling. He switched a lot of lines around. He threw some different combinations out there, and it worked for him. Now, is that going to happen on a night-to-night basis? Is it going to change on a nightly basis? Is he going to mix things up during games and that? He needed something to get something going to infuse that offense and get it rolling, and last night, the buttons he pushed worked. But they worked because Marc-Andre Fleury kept it scoreless until Vegas got the lead. And once they got the first goal, then they rolled it into two and then three, and then it was pretty much game over. Fleury was Sen. Yep, no question about it. All right, congratulations
0: to Marc-Andre Fleury and the Golden Knights for that 3-0 statement victory last night. All right, when we come back, terrible Tuesday takes. Oh, we got plenty. Don't you dare go anywhere. T.C. Martin Show on, like we said, terrible Tuesday.
2: The Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas is a unique luxury resort, hotel, and casino in the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Be part of the action in the 24-hour bar, table games, and walls of the HD LED TVs Cosmopolitan Sportsbook. The Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas is the place to dine out and have fun. Check out restaurants and bars like Blue Ribbon Las Vegas, Egg Slut, and Quick Bar and Lounge. And the best entertainment headliners at the Chelsea. Learn more about the dynamic resort and casino at CosmopolitanLasVegas.com
0: Betting has never been easier, and you can earn free money when you sign up today for a new William Hill Nevada mobile sports account. Earn a $50 bonus when you deposit $50 or more using promo code TC50. That's promo code TC50. The William Hill Nevada mobile sports app allows you to bet from any iPhone, iPad, or Android device anywhere in Nevada. With the largest wagering menu, the mobile sports app features live in play betting as well. Sign up today. For more information, visit WilliamHill.us. That's WilliamHill.us. Rob Van Dam here.
1: I want to introduce you to my new one-of-a-kind CBD product line, RVD CBD. As a professional wrestler, you know that I'm familiar with aches and pains, and I know what it takes to recover quickly and effectively. Man, damn, yeah. this is
2: oh. The RVD CBD has everything you need:
0: tinctures, creams, gummies, smokables, and it's all natural. It's the highest quality and delivering life-changing results. Dude, the reviews are off the charts. Check out all my products at RVDCBD.com and enter the promo code TCRVD. Check this out. I'm giving you a 21% discount. It is! What's better than saving money and feeling great at the same time, right? Use the promo code TCRVD. The best products on the market from the best in the business. Rob Dam. Paul, after homework, time to do chores.
2: I'm tired, Dad. Can I please do them later?
0: Yeah, that's fine, and I'll take a selfie with my Freddy's steak burger.
2: What? You're going to Freddy's? Yes. I'm done, Dad. I'd do anything to go to Freddy's.
0: Freddy's frozen custard steak burgers, now with four locations in the valley. Two in Henderson on Warm Springs and Julia Road and Eastern near Silverado Ranch and two in Las Vegas at Charleston and Decatur and its newest location on Rainbow and Russell. Freddy's, the taste that brings you back. What's up, Nick? What up? Let's go shoot some uh, hoop at the park. Aw, man, I can't. My knee's acting up real bad today. What, from that last time I took you with my awesome crossover? Yeah, right.
3: Nah, it's from when I played high school basketball. Dude,
0: that's no good. You got to see my guy, Dr. U, at Total Sports Medicine. Check him out at totalsportsmedicine.com. That way, you can stop making excuses about your game. Yeah, right. What's that website again? It's so simple. For any of your injury ailments, go to totalsportsmedicine.com. This is TC Martin, and there is no better time to get your carpets clean than now, and that means it's time to call Zero Res. Vote of the best in Las Vegas. Zero Res is the only carpet cleaning service I use. The results are amazing. They clean and disinfect all areas of your home using their patented power water system. And most importantly, they are safe. No one cleans like Zero Res. They deep clean all surfaces, including carpets, rugs, tile, and upholstery. They are the most trusted carpet cleaner in Las Vegas. Plus, the deals are amazing. Call now and ask for the T.C. Martin Special. Three rooms of carpet for only $99, plus free tile cleaning of up to 100 square feet. Your home will never look better. Make that appointment and save. Call or go to Zerores.com. That's Z E R O R E Z.com. Clean Carpet. Zero Res Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. Call 840
1: 3333 Turn your head and cough. Here's the Doctor T C Martin.
0: Don't forget to join us Friday at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. Come on down. Be part of the show. Check it all out. 2 to 4 p.m. Of course, the beautiful, the luxurious Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. All right. Great stuff. Appreciate Craig Hodges joining us uh, earlier today as well, too. Great stuff with the sharpshooter. Won the NBA three-point contest. All-star weekend three different times. And also led the league three times, too, in three-point shooting. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, If you get a chance, you missed that earlier today, go back and listen to it. Some great stuff by Craig Hodges. And a lot of people probably don't know what a political activist uh, he is and always has been. And basically, I mean, he'll tell you, he got blackballed by the NBA after the Bulls let him go. After going to the White House, uh, you know, dressed in his Muslim attire after he was shooting three-pointers with George Bush. Uh, the Bulls did not re-sign him, and no one would re-sign Craig Hodges, the reigning three-point champion.
2: Yeah, the only, terrible. Th- the, only thing terrible! That, the only thing that he said in there that I think might be a little bit incorrect was when he said people, uh, when he's talking politics and that, they say shut up and dribble. In his case, it was probably shut up and shoot. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> All right. Terrible Tuesday, of course.
3: It's Terrible Tuesday. That's Terrible gone wrong in the sporting world that's a terrible idea i want to know what the hell something stinks in here that's terrible (laughs) it's terrible tuesday things gone wrong in the sporting world
0: well we talked about draymond green last week well he was back being vocal again saturday night So remember last week when he talked about the NBA having double standards, used his press conference after the Warriors game, talking about management's viewpoint on sitting players while they were seeking trades? Well, this time Draymond went off on the court. Loose. Gordon's got it. Hits
2: the deck. And a tie I tell you, Draymond Green better be careful.
0: Yeah. He better be careful. The Hornets got the timeout, and Draymond Green almost
3: got a technical. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Getting he? And
2: yeah, he's gone. That means he's got two. So Draymond Green ejected with 9.3 remaining. Uh, oh, my goodness. That's he
0: what got, I he yes. Two two, yeah. Oh, yeah. Terry.
2: Hornets doing it a timeout, chance to win it right here. Rogier, gonna have to put something up, up. Yes, yes! Terry
0: Rozier! how do you do? And the Hornets win a game when they were dead to rights. There,
2: can you tell it was the Charlotte Hornets radio network broadcast? I don't know if they were more excited about the game-winner or with Draymond getting the second technical. <laughs> so, Draymond Green is ejected at the
0: end of the game, actually, with the Warriors leading by two points, 100-98 with nine seconds to go. There was a jump ball, and uh, actually, after the jump ball, the ball was loose on the ground again, and it was Gordon Hayward and Draymond Green battling for the loose ball And Draymond thought it should have been a jump ball. It looked like it was a jump ball. But the referee said, nope. Uh, Gordon Hayward had possession. He was able to call a timeout. Draymond went ballistic. Not one tech, but two techs. There you go. Terry Rozier, the uh, Louisville uh, uh, former player, hits both free throws. And then they get the ball back after the technical foul. So the game is now tied at 100. Rozier nails it from the corner. Boom. Ball game. Ball game. And the Hornets win, scoring the last four points, win 102 to 100. And uh, Draymond Green cost his team the game. Plain and simple. And this isn't the first time that we've seen this from Draymond Green. You remember, we go back to the finals in 2016 with the Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Green was suspended after game five for having too many technicals so he couldn't play game six and seven. The Warriors blew that 3-1 series lead. And we've seen this time and time again. Draymond Green cost the Warriors the game.
2: Well, you know, maybe he should uh, do a video or write a book after his career is done, you know, how to... uh... Uh, snatch defeat from the jaws of victory or something because uh, he seems pretty good at yeah. taking a uh, good situations and making them bad. But you know what? When you have Draymond Green on your team, you kind of know that's what you're going to get. He's kind of volatile. You don't know exactly what you're going to get when he's on his game. He's one of the top players in the league, but he can cost you and he can't control himself at certain times. Uh, you know, he may not be like a Dennis Rodman or DeMarcus cousins, but he certainly got his moments out there and he's been on some pretty good teams This was a bad situation for him, but uh, it's not going to make him any less marketable, and I don't see him changing.
0: Yeah, and it's too bad because this guy is a veteran. He's got numerous world championships. At some point in time, you think, just chill out and relax. And again, inexcusable. So now, yesterday, uh, Draymond Green uh, actually addressed the media, and after he had some time to to think about the situation,
3: here's what he had to say. As I sat and I thought about the situation and and reassessed, you know, as I had time to let the whole thing marinate and digest uh i was dead ass wrong um and not uh that i was wrong like i said for the first tech per se but once you know whatever that situation is once i have the first tech i i can't get the second tech and so um I was a bit disappointed. I'm still a bit disappointed in um, and, and myself because, you know, I, I think that whole situation bothered me. I know for sure it did. Uh, it bothered me more than being suspended from Game 5 of the NBA Finals in 2016. But this situation in particular, I had complete control over. And, uh, you know, I let that control get away from me, and in turn, I let the game... Uh, get away from myself and my teammates. The guys on this team has not had much uh, experience with winning, and so to take the game away from my teammates, um, and which you know they worked so hard for, uh, was a bit frustrating for me.
0: Draymond Green, a little contrite afterwards, and that's good, but he's got
2: to control himself. And he can't be costing Warriors victory, especially in the shortened season. Well, again, he said all the right things there, and maybe if this was the first time, you could kind of buy it, but you have to wonder, will he stick to it? Yeah, the thing that I think that was kind of weird when he said, I think that I'm upset, and it's, no, no, I know it. You did it. So <laughs> you, you should Are you upset or are you not? Or are you just saying the right things now because mm. you're in front of the media and you saw the video and you went, yeah, I kind of cost us the game.
0: That would be the record scratch we're waiting for, ladies and gentlemen. We're still waiting. We're still waiting. Need we're waiting new, patiently.
2: Need a new stylus for the turntable. <laughs> I think so. Exactly. <laughs>
0: scratch it already, would you? <laughs> Thank you. Deion Sanders, the head coach at Jackson State. That still sounds kind of weird. What sounds more weird? That he is the head coach of Jackson State, or Deion Sanders being a coach, period? Or that we had spring football. We had spring college football over the weekend. Yes, and Jackson State? This may even be more weirder. Beat Edwards Waters, 53-0. nothing. is that? Is that a law firm? Is that a hedge fund? What is that? They won 53 nothing. I think it might be his investment company. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> so after the game, things got a little dicey as Deion Sanders was very, very
1: upset as there was thievery going on at Jackson State. God bless you. Appreciate you everything. I'm pissed off right now because I have mixed emotions. We won. The kids played really well. but While the game was going on, somebody came in and stole every darn thing I had in my locker room in the coach's office. Yeah credit cards, wallet, watches. Thank God I had all my necklaces. How? So when I talk about equality and raising the standards and that goes for everyone, man. Not just the people on the field, not just the coaches, not just the teachers, not just the faculty, but that's everybody. Security in everybody. So how do you think it feels? Coming back. After just teary-eyed because the guys presented me with the game ball, one of the best moments I've ever had in my professional sports career emotionally. And then you go into your locker room, your coach's office to digress, and you notice and you don't even have a phone to to call your mama, to call your girl, to call your, your kids because it's been stolen. You don't even have the the scully hats that you wore here. We're gonna find out who did it. Dion Sanders.
0: Now after this news conference where he talked about the scully hat they lost, the school said that the items were misplaced and found. But Dion wasn't buying that. He went to Twitter and social media and said he disputed the items were misplaced in a series of tweets saying that his assistant walked in on a man in the process of committing the theft. He goes on to say, Nah, it was stolen, but they got it back. It was stolen out of my personal bag in my office, and my assistant caught the gentleman in the process of stealing it, but she was alone. No miscommunication, my man, at all. I don't know what to make of this story. Jackson State is coming back and saying... That uh this is not the first time that Dion has said this. That this happened, you know, back when they were practicing months and months ago when he first got to Jackson State. So they're saying misplaced, found. He said it was stolen, but then they did find it. I can't make heads or tails of this. But here's where my thing is. What what makes this terrible is that he's making it all about him. Okay? Why don't you make it about the 53-nothing drubbing of the the hedge fund company that you beat or whatever, okay? But why is this press conference all about him? Oh, because it's Prime. It's Deion Sanders because that's what he's all about, himself. Okay? A lot of guys get stuff ripped off from hotel rooms, their houses. They don't hold a press conference to talk about it. After this game,
2: don't take that shine away, Prime, from your players. To me, a bunch of nonsense. Well, and of course, you you already answered the question, why is he making it about him? Because he is Deion Sanders, because he is prime time, but he's not actually working prime time anymore. Said they stole one of the most uh, illustrious things in his professional sports career. Was it really with everything you've done as a player on the field and now you're at the school you're at? And, yeah, I I read some stuff about it, too, and they were saying that that his wallet and other things were, like, in a baggie or something. So is that what the school did? And if you are getting stuff ripped off multiple times from you, A, you need a new system to how you're bringing stuff in, or why are you still at that school? You can't need the money that bad or whatever if people are ripping stuff off like that. I don't know. This is a very sorry situation. It's kind of weird. I don't know how he trusts the school. I don't know how the school trusts him anymore. But you know what? Maybe you should quit stealing people's pizzas and making them get a Subway sandwich. There you go. Very nice. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, um, the Olympics are coming up, maybe, uh, around the corner. And one of the events in the Summer Olympics is beach volleyball. Yes. One of my favorites. So they are doing some warm-up tournaments in that, you know, to get people ready. And there's a tournament coming up in Qatar or, or Qatar. And the number one German team of Carla Borger and... Yuli Suda and I say it like that because that's how she pronounced her. Okay. Name. If you just look at it, it looks like it's J U L I E and then S U D E, but it's Yuli Suda is how they pronounce it over in Germany. Well they are talking about and they are Germany's number one volleyball team. They've got second place in world championships before. They are talking about boycotting this tournament yes. because of the Muslim religion and the things that the way things are in Qatar. Women, you can't wear bikinis for beach volleyball. They're saying that women must wear long sleeve shirts and tops and long pants because otherwise it's inappropriate to yes, yep. dress there. Mm-hmm. Now, the women are also saying this isn't even their biggest issue because there's a lot of uh, human rights issues and other things that are also going on there in that particular oh, we area. we know that. We know that, yes. But, yes, for the women's volleyball... They are saying, all women's team, you're welcome to come over here, but keep those bikinis at home or wear them under the stuff that so you're going to have to wear. Are you telling
0: me, call it Qatar, whatever they call it, and we know all about this, You know the slave labor that's been going on there and all the other nonsense, uh, You know, trying trying to play these games in 120-degree in heat, are you telling me that women don't go to the beach there? Is that what you're telling me? Or if they go to the beach, they have to be fully clothed in 100-degree-plus weather? Uh, Normally, is that what you're saying? Uh, That's what it sounds like. That's what they're saying here. Well, wave that, all right? Because you got people coming who aren't Muslim,
2: okay, from different countries. It is beach volleyball. Come on, man. Well, you know, I guess if, uh, you know... What, what do they say? One in France do do what the French do, you yeah. know? Well, one in Qatar wear pants. So yeah. I don't know what don't it know. is, but long sleeve shirts and pants, and they're expecting. Now it's not the heat of summer with the 120, but when this tournament it's is going, still man, hot there, man. They said it's probably going to be an average of around 85 every day. <laughs> Shh. It's a little warm. Great, great beach weather for me. I like it. There you go. All right.
0: <laughs> All right, a report that a Raider player got in trouble with the law. Uh Uh-uh. Again. No. Quarterback Kima Syverand was arrested on Saturday for an alleged street racing incident in Houston. This happened late Friday night at 12.05 a.m. Officers saw five cars racing. They were able to catch up with three of them. Uh, Syverand was one of the drivers. He initially stopped for the officers, but then kept going. He went for another mile before eventually he was stopped again. Now, if this name sounds familiar to you, for you Terrible Tuesday lovers, it just may. Because this is the same guy that's been a star on Terrible Tuesday before, you may remember. Yes, back in August we talked about this. He was a member of the Seahawks. Do you remember this story? He was the clown during training camp that was caught on camera sneaking in a woman to the team hotel. Because of the COVID-19 pandemic and the restrictions, all hotel visitors were strictly regulated. You can't bring anybody in during training camp. The best part was, remember what he did? He snuck her in by having her disguised as a player. He dressed her up in Seahawks players gear. And yeah, oh, the next day he was cut. So here's my question, my friend. The Raiders signed him in October. Why? Why would the Raiders sign this clown? He's just a practice squad guy. He didn't appear in any games whatsoever. This guy's going back to his roots. He goes back to Houston. He went to Oklahoma State, by the way, uh, from that area in Houston. He's drag racing. This guy's a clown. But how about the first indication? Sneaking a girl into training camp and you know you're wrong, and you got to do it by disguising her as a player in your own player gear.
2: Why would the Raiders succumb to this nonsense? Well, I'm not sure, but obviously you said he's a backup quarterback or a practice wide quarterback, cornerback, right? Yeah. Okay, cornerback. Yeah. So you know he's he obviously likes fast cars and fast women, huh? you know, and he was trying to bring a tight end to the hotel. So <laughs> that's not really that unusual, is it? There it is, a tight end. You said. <laughs> she's a player right tight ends are usually pretty large though right but don't cornerbacks occasionally have to cover a tight end
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're covered wide receivers my friend a little slinky you
2: know what i mean which you you, which you prefer i guess it's all it's all on the
0: preference scale there (laughs) it is my friend okay (laughs) i'll just i'll leave that but really why are the raiders again look who they get involved with they're always signing guys and they've done this over and over again I mean, I don't understand why you think some guy is going to change. Richie Incognito. Why in the heck did they sign him after all the nonsense he went through? And what has he ever done for the Raiders besides be injured? Nothing. I, I don't know. It's Gruden or who it is. But come on, man a character check please these clowns from ohio state garyon conley in trouble you get him it does nothing for you i just sick and tired of these ham and eggers that they're signing you and again they don't even need that guy you know how many guys would love to be part of the practice squad not this clown who's sneaking in female tight ends and wide receivers
2: just don't win baby <laughs> they're not <laughs> there, there you go all right well You know, we talk a lot about, you know, the pumped-in noise to all these arenas and that, and, you know, whether it bothers you, whether it doesn't. I'm watching a hockey game on Sunday between New Jersey and Washington, the game's in Washington, and I get it. They're doing this kind of stuff. There's still no fans there, so whatever you want, a little bit of the ambiance and that. But they had the crowd noise so loud from the crowd that wasn't there that I could just barely hear the announcers announcing the game. I couldn't tell who was taking the shot sometimes, who was doing other things. It was absolutely frustrating. Washington ended up coming back, winning the game 4-3. T.J. Oshie had a good game for him. But I'm listening to this game, and I can just barely hear the announcers. If you're going to pipe this crap in, at least make it the background noise and not the actual noise. You know? And no, and I don't need the fake phony clap either. Come on. Exactly how it well, well, What did you say? I didn't hear a word you said. I couldn't hear you over that crowd. I don't know. I was busy trying to sneak in a tight end. <laughs> oh! <very nice. laughs> Record scratch, please. Very nice. <laughs> I hate
0: that, too. It makes me sick. Yeah, the pumped-in crowd noise, the fake crowd noise, the nonsense. Yes, nonsense. All right. The Seattle Mariners' president and CEO, or I should say former Kevin Mather, resigned yesterday after comments he made to the Rotary Club earlier this month That surfaced, and he received widespread backlash. The Mariners chairman and managing partner John Stanton said he was extremely disappointed when he learned of Mather's comments. Listen to what he said. I'm tired of paying his interpreter. Because when he was a player, you know, we pay Iwakuma X, but we also had to pay $75,000 a year to have an interpreter with him. Um, His English suddenly got better his English got better when we told him that uh, Julio Rodriguez has got a personality bigger than all of you combined. He is, uh, he is loud. He is, uh, his English is not tremendous. Uh, but he, uh, him and Kellenek are very good friends. He's a year behind Kellenek. He will probably be here in 20. Everybody says 2021. He won't be here till 2022 or 2023. So there are his comments. Uh, and again, the, the last part where he's referencing to that upset, you know, some players saying that okay, what Chris Bryant went through and, and Anthony Rizzo specifically, Chris Bryant with the Cubs, where they delayed his t- uh, his time of bringing him up to the major leagues, he sat him on the bench or sent him to the minors for the first two weeks, so they wouldn't, you know, have to you know, grant him that free agency yeah. year, t- free, team yeah.
2: friendly finances, exactly. and cap friendly, and all that. So
0: here, here, here is the from the Mariners organization. His comments were. Inappropriate and do not represent our organization's feelings about our players, staff, and fans. There is no excuse for what he said, and I won't try to make one. I offer my sincere apology on behalf of the club and my partners to our players and fans. We must be and do better. We have a lot of work to do and make amends, and that that work is already underway. I don't know about you, but he's talking about he didn't want to have to pay $75,000 a year for the interpreter because a guy doesn't have great English. Well, guess what? He doesn't have great English.
2: I don't understand what is so wrong about what he said. I was a little bit confused with that myself um, because he he didn't say that he couldn't communicate with him or he couldn't talk at all or whatever. He said he doesn't have great English. I don't have great Spanish. I know a couple words. I mean, it's like it's not necessarily an insult to say that somebody has an accent or or they're not completely fluent in a language. But I guess in this day and age, it kind of is. All right.
0: There it is. Terrible Tuesday takes. If you got some, you can always hit us on Twitter at TCMartin21 and also VGKFrank. All right. We're back out again tomorrow. Again, we'll continue to update the sad news of Tiger Woods being in a one-car uh, accident earlier today. Uh, no evidence of impairment at this point in time. He is in stable condition and has went through surgery today. Uh, appreciate Craig Hodges for joining us, the former sharpshooter of the Chicago Bulls. Great stuff. you miss any part of the show, go to the website, Uh Great stuff, Frank. Numbchuck, great job uh, today as well, too, putting uh, everything together, following this breaking news story of Tiger Woods, and uh, we'll keep you updated. And again, back
2: at it again tomorrow. Just remember, numchuck if you have an itch, scratch it. There it is. See you tomorrow at 2.